0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to Authentically Imperfect, where we talk about the fact that you don't have to have it all together to fulfill your calling and purpose. My name is Natasha, and I'm your host for this podcast. All right, guys, let's get into it. Season two, or excuse me, this is season one. I'm already progressing us to season two, <laughs> but season one, episode two. And today's episode is going to be a little interesting because the dynamic is really just gonna be a flow and see where it goes. But the topic for today is pain. And pain is so interesting because we experience it in so many different ways. And what I also found very interesting is that there's a literal institute dedicated to pain research. And so the Institute is not coming to me at the moment, <laughs> but I want to read the definition of pain. So, this Institute defines pain as an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling that associated with actual or potential tissue damage, and is expanded upon by the addition of six key notes and the etymology of the word pain for further valuable context. So I'm gonna read this. Pain is always a personal experience that is influenced to varying degrees by biological, psychological, and social factors. Pain and nociception are different phenomena. Pain cannot be inferred solely from activity and sensory neurons. Through their life experiences, individuals learn the concept of pain. That one is hitting me. A person's report of an experience of pain should be respected. Mm. Okay. Although pain usually serves as an adaptive role, it may have adverse effects and function on social and psychological well-being. And finally, verbal the verbal description is one of the only of several behaviors to express pain. The inability to communicate, however, does not negate the possibility that a human or a non-human animal experiences pain. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So these definitions are taking out right now. And I found these definitions so critical to inform this discussion about pain. And so you're probably like, why is this girl talking about pain (laughs) on a podcast? One of the things that I know for a fact is that we all go through pain. We all have experienced, I want to take out this idea that some of us have experienced more pain than others. And I just want to respect, right? Because it says a person's report of an experience of pain should be respected, point blank, period. So what I am going to do is lay the foundation and say that we all have had experience with pain at some point in our lives or another. And that experience should be respected from person to person. So let's just go ahead and lay the groundwork for that. So pain, right? I think about so many seasons of my life where I've experienced pain and trauma and hurt. And what has always been so interesting about those moments is that at first, I didn't necessarily have the language for the sensations, or for the things that were going on with me, inside of me, around me, that I was experiencing. I didn't necessarily have the language, so I had to go through a season of maturity and development, right, to be able to maturely and wisely communicate what I needed, or what I need in a particular moment when I'm experiencing pain. So I say that to say, when you're going through a moment where you're experiencing pain, could it be that you're being matured so that you have the language to properly express and say what you need? Think about it, right? Scripture talks about the fact that we are all going to suffer at some point and suffering is oftentimes associated with pain, right? They coincide, not necessarily the same thing, but they coincide with each other. And the beautiful thing is that the scripture says, after you have suffered a while, he will perfect, settle, establish you. So, and settle, and settle you, right? So there is a beauty and there is an expected end that good has to come out of pain. And I think one of the reasons I'm talking about this is because for the last several years, so many of us have been in moments where we have gone through the ringer. We have seen and experienced so much in our individual lives, in our collective lives as a nation, as a globe, like we have gone through so much pain. And so I really felt this heart to flip the script and talk about pain from a different perspective. That pain is not punishment all the time. And pain is almost always an indicator that something is wrong. Doesn't necessarily always mean something needs to be fixed. Because remember, we're talking about being authentically imperfect. And and I want to split this up between physical pain and maybe emotional and life pain that we experience. And those two can coincide. But let's split it up like a headache and a heartbreak. But then again, those two can coincide. So maybe let's not split it up. But what I wanna get back to is the fact that as we are walking and we're learning how to live authentically, sometimes when we're still in those same thought patterns of the past, we can think about the fact that we want to fix it just because we're experiencing pain. And that doesn't always mean that we need to fix it because as a wise woman, AKA my therapist, (laughs) I said, you don't have all the tools and resources within yourself to fix yourself. That's just not possible. And it's actually a form of pride as I learned in my own journey. Oh, uh, Yeah, let's sit here. Cause I feel like we need to sit here. Let's sit here and talk about pride a little bit. <laughs> pride when it comes to process and processing pain. Um, in my own journey, I have definitely been prideful. I have kept my mouth shut in moments when I probably should have opened up my mouth and said something was wrong with me. And I had to humble myself. And, be, and learn how to say, I need help. Help me, I'm going through, I'm hurting. My heart is broken. I need community. And even pride with going to God. Ooh, how many of us, I want you to, this is rhetorical. How many of us have actually sat and not wanted to take our emotions to God? And it caused me to run to other things because I was afraid to sit with my creator and tell him exactly how I felt and that I I was experiencing pain. And he created me so he already knew, but because I had this pride in my heart, because And I said, we're probably gonna cry tonight, so I have tissues, or today. But because I had said, I don't wanna be seen as anything less than competent. I don't wanna be seen for my mistakes. I don't even wanna be seen for this pornography addiction that I had gotten myself into for the fact that I was in so much pain and that was my escape and yes I'm coming for edges so prepared I still got a little bit left now I'm playing my edges away <laughs> but I didn't want to sit with him hmm. I didn't want to sit with the father and actually let him into those spaces so I wouldn't run to porn I would run to other things. Ooh, I would run to love. And there was even a a moment in my life where I would run to sex. Okay, I'm keeping it 100 because that's what this show is about, keeping it 100. And so that pride, that was the first thing he had to deal with and break down in my heart was this pride about the fact that I didn't want to be seen for my vulnerabilities and for my brokenness and the pain that I felt. How many of us do that? How many of us are still trying to do that? And so we choose other things to go to and you can't tell me no like you don't have a vice because I'm gonna call you out and tell you you are lying. everyone has a vice everyone has something that they want to run to as a default when they experience pain what is yours that was the first thing what was my vice because I was in denial <laughs> I was like, oh no, I use it as a stress reliever. (laughs) You know, like every once in a while, you know, we use it as a stress reliever. Okay, hey. And it was so much deeper than that. Because when, remember in episode one, when I talked about the compact soil, when that soil (laughs) started getting agitated and dug up, then. I started realizing, oh wait, there's rejection here. There's fear here. There are abandonment issues here. Hmm. Okay, have to deal with it. And so how many of us do that? I'm asking you this question, what is your vice? What what is the thing you're running to when you're afraid to face your pain? And then here's the breakthrough moment. There's freedom from it. I could take off and run on that one because there's something called grace and mercy. There's also something called deliverance and healing. And there's this scripture that I love that says, Whom the sun sets free is truly free indeed. So there's a possibility, possibility to be free from the vice. I'm going to turn not to cry there, but possibility to be free from the vice that you run to when you don't want to embrace your pain. And so. My hope for you all as listeners is that you learn how to embrace your pain and not run from it. We were made to experience pain. Let that one sink in. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. We were made to experience pain. Remember, pain Is defined as an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling that associated with actual or potential tissue damage. And then remember this key definition or sub definition, I should say, pain is always a personal experience that is influenced to varying degrees by biological psychological, and social factors. We were made to experience pain. Now, if you're watching, you're probably like, why is she smiling? Because I just said earlier, pain brings us closer to Christ. Pain matures and develops us so that we have language to express what we need. Pain forces us to seek breakthrough. Oh, yeah, let's sit there. Pain forces us to go after breakthrough. And so remember, I talked a little bit about my journey of deliverance and choosing myself. And no, I'm not going to go into all of the backstory, but know that it stemmed from a place of heartbreak. I had my heart broken and I had a choice. I could sit there and boo-hoo-hoo cry over the man that broke my heart. Or I could choose myself for the first time in my life and walk out my own deliverance and freedom process and say that I'm going to settle into this thing and be who I'm supposed to be. Not do, be who I'm supposed to be. So I chose the second one. And let me tell you, Sis is sitting up here glowing. Her skin is glowing. She's thriving and like doing very well, okay? So say that to say one, choose yourself. (laughs) (laughs) but two, pain can force you to choose breakthrough. It can force you towards breakthrough. That was the particular situation God knew that I needed to make me choose myself. And I had kind of been choosing myself before that, but in that particular situation, it made me realize that I am worth it for me first and foremost before any other man a husband, a boyfriend, a boo thing, whatever, before that were to ever come into my life, I am more than enough for myself first. That's free advice. Please take it. It's never too late to grasp that concept. I don't care if you are single, never been married, single, divorced, just single. Free advice, take that. But it forced me to choose my process of breakthrough. And when I finally hit the moment where I settled into it, that was when I realized that pain was necessary. So I can look back with gratitude for what I went through. And here's the kicker, y'all. Cause I feel this one and not even wanting to have revenge, but genuinely caring for that person as a human being. Cause some of us, when we've gotten our hearts broken, that ugly head can come out. And I'm not gonna lie. I had those, I had a thought That, oh, when I see so-and-so, I'm going to be with somebody else. And, you know, I'm going to da-da-da-da-da. And they're going to be like, "Eh, what? What is she doing? Like, she looks so good. But you know what? I had to let go of that. Because at the end of the day, it's not about that person. It was about Natasia being enough for herself. And from there, it allowed me to forgive myself because I had to forgive myself and the pain of forgiving yourself for something that can be brutal because oftentimes we like to hold ourselves to a cross my thing was how could I not have known but I wasn't supposed to and then I also had to realize that I wasn't necessarily rushing into that situation I was pacing myself and in that and being prayerful about it because truthfully, that was probably the first, I don't even want to say relationship because it wasn't a relationship. It was a (laughs) situationship. That was probably the first situationship that I had ever really laid before the father and prayed about and realizing wait a minute, I actually was pacing myself and I was praying about this. And so when it was time for what needed to be revealed, revealed, yeah, that hurt, that was painful, but it was necessary. Okay, so there's that. And then there's also forgiving the other person. Prayer was God said to me, that person was just not the right one for you. Didn't have anything to do with love at all. That was there. Didn't have anything to do with sir, wanting to make provision. That was there. It had to do everything. It had to do everything with the fact that he just could not carry who I was. And I had to make a decision to not have contention in my home because I knew that I was going to be who God called me to be. And I didn't want him to resent me for choosing God in the first place. And so that's why it had ended. And so I had to allow God into that pain into that rejection that I felt, into the insecurity I felt, into the nakedness I felt. I felt completely naked. But then I also felt proud of myself for being like, breakthrough. You're choosing breakthrough. This was just one situation that made you go towards breakthrough. And I was like, oh, okay. So yes, for those who are, and I felt like I needed to park there for a second because I want it to be an encouragement. It doesn't always have to be in a romantic context. But one of the things that I said is that I would be using my life experiences tied in with practical advice here. And so I hope and pray that that is an encouragement that different types of pain can push you towards breakthrough, grief, right? Losing something, grieving it, that's painful. Grief is painful, whether it's the loss of a person, a situation, an idea, a concept, Grief is brutal, but it can push you towards breakthrough because it's a form of pain. And so use pain to push you, to propel you towards breakthrough. Use it to your benefit. And here's a kicker that really, really got me when I was thinking about what do I want to talk about? Pain can also be good. Such an oxymoron because I'm like, wait, what? Pain can be good? Yes, pain can be good. There's good pain. So I'm going to talk about this in a concept of deliverance. Deliverance in terms of being free from bondage. So I'm going to give a very baseline, basic personal definition of deliverance being just being free from bondage. And that can come by way of, and yes, I believe in casting out devils and demons. I'm one of those chicks. All right. So it can be by way of casting out. It can also be by way of revelation and coming out of agreement with a certain thought, mindset, idea. So Here's the thing, pain can be good because in the process of deliverance, (laughs) have you ever had that moment where you're like, this idea or this thought or this thing has been strangling every aspect of my life? And when you are finally freed from that thing, it's like, oh my goodness, why did I not do this sooner? What? Like, why did I not do this sooner? I think about the sensation of going through deliverance. And I don't want to diminish it to being an emotional thing because it's not. It's so much more than that. Right. Because once again, going back to definition of pain, it's an unpleasant sensory or emotional or and I shouldn't say or. An unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling that associated with actual or potential tissue damage. So and although pain usually serves an adaptive role and may have adverse effects on function and social and psychological well-being. So I don't want to diminish it. Right. But when I think about the fact that walking through a deliverance process, it's painful. Y'all ever had a demon cast it out of y'all? That junk can hurt. (laughs) Especially if it's a soul tie. Woo! (laughs) Especially if it's a soul tie. My God. But walk it through, okay? Walk it out. I keep referring to walk it out, but that that might have to be my new theme song. Walk it out. Hey, walk it out. Hey, what's up, walk it out? Okay, all right, we're back. So this experience of going through pain of going through deliverance the pain associated with it can actually be good because on the other side of it there's freedom and oftentimes when you're walking through it not just the casting out of something but even the thought like the untangling and the unwinding of this thought that can feel really good when you are Enlightened, and you're brought into a new thought process and perspective that can feel really good if you have thoughts about things that you're struggling with and you need deliverance for and from. Scripture says, Seek wise counsel, emphasis on wise. Okay, can't talk to everybody about everything. Trust me, I know, <laughs> but seek wise counsel. Pain can be experienced in a positive way. And I'm smiling because I've experienced it. I would not be sitting here doing this if it was not for a positive experience with pain. So I want to flip our thought process and how we think about pain because it's not always bad right, might alert us to the fact that something may be wrong, but it doesn't necessarily need to be fixed. And I've referred to that several times. So let's expound on that a little bit. Pain doesn't always need to be fixed in that moment. Because as I said earlier, we don't always have the tools and the resources to fix it. And oftentimes, It doesn't mean we have to carry it. But it means that we have to be yielded to a process so that we can get better. So that we can receive the tools and the resources to get better. I'm going to say this because I feel like I need to. Don't fight the resources God is sending you to help you get better. They're not going to look necessarily how you think they will look. But if he sent them, they're there for a purpose. Not just people, but if he sent the resources to you to help you get better, it's there for a reason. If he keeps sending someone to you to tell you you need to get your behind in therapy, go to therapy. Thank you, Mo. I have to shout her out (laughs) because she yoked me up. Get your behind in therapy. If he's sending you resources because you've been battling with, I don't know, an addiction of some sort, and he sent you into community that can love and support you and help disciple you as you walk through your journey, don't resist that if you want to be free. If you want to be, because you're the only one that can make that decision I'm also going to say this, don't delegate the decision to other people. It's your decision on if you want to be free or not. If you want to be in a life that's constantly ridden with pain, negative pain, okay, that's your choice. But no, at some point, you have to make the decision to really be like, okay, you know what? I don't... mm, I don't want to keep experiencing this type of pain, so I'm going to choose breakthrough, and I'm gonna walk out, walk it out. Hey, walk out my process, walk it out there is freedom, and pain relief as you walk out your process. But you have to choose, and I'm gonna keep saying that you have to choose. It's your choice, and you have to sit with yourself. And it can be daunting. I know I've been there, still there sometimes. It can be daunting to walk it out. But it's your choice. That's the thing that snatched all of my whole entire life. When I stopped blaming other people, situations and things on not walking out my process and I really had to receive the fact that it is my choice whether or not I want to be who I'm supposed to be or if I want to keep living with this life pain and keep sitting on the brink of wanting to kill myself for the third time in my life, seriously considering it. At 14, almost did it, had a bottle of pills in my hand, had it not been for a friend who texted me and said, your life is valuable. I don't know what my mama would come home to, just saying, being real. So it's your choice. And I know oftentimes, and I'm going to sit here too, because I'm going, uh, I like that my apostle, shout out, likes to say, I'm going to plow right through here (laughs) because I'm not scared. Oftentimes too, when we sit in the victim mentality, we want to blame our pain on everyone else. And yes, things happen to us. We may have even done things, we experienced things. And yes, some or many of those things may not have been our fault, but it is our responsibility to choose to be better and get better. Or you can stay in the victim mentality, but then don't get upset when people sit up here and say, I've been telling you this for years and now I'm done telling you. Don't be upset if people pull away because it is your choice to choose your freedom. And yes, I'm pointing my finger if you're watching, but it is your choice to choose your freedom. You have to make the choice. But here is the beautiful thing. When you make the choice, God is such a good father that he will automatically bring every resource to you to ensure that you can walk that thing out and be truly free. Because I said, Whom the son sets free is truly free indeed. I'm shook, but the weight of that scripture is really sitting on me. Whom the son sets free is truly free indeed. Remember how I keep saying, we don't have all the tools and resources within us to fix us. You don't got it in you, boo-boo. That is not your grace. That's his. Because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. I'm not going to run, but I want to run. His burden is easy and his yoke is light. You don't have all the tools to fix you, but you do have a choice to make. And when you finally surrender, going back to episode one, if you didn't catch it, please be sure to watch or listen. But when you surrender then he he will bring everything. I promise you, he will do it. And I'm not saying this from some, some, what I've seen other people go through and experience. I'm saying this from my own personal life experience. He will literally usher every resource to you to ensure that you have what you need to walk out your process. But you have a choice. You have a choice to make. So my prayer is that you have the courage to make the choice to be, be. You don't have to carry pain for the rest of your life. There are moments of joy, seasons of joy, avenues of joy. There's even joy in pain. Did you not know that you could experience joy and pain One of the last talks I had with my therapist was, it's both and, sweetheart, not either or. It is both and. You can experience joy and pain in the same season. But you can also solely experience joy and solely experience pain and know that the pain is not meant to destroy you. It's never meant to destroy you. Never. Pain is not meant to destroy you or punish you. let's, Let's get that thought out of our heads. Because remember, I keep saying pain oftentimes alerts us to the fact that something is wrong. But it doesn't always mean that we have to fix it right away. It just means that it's alerting us to the fact that we need to begin a process to get better. And to tie it in one more time, It is your choice on if you want to start that process to get better. And I can't tell you how to walk out your process because it's unique to you. We all have our own life situations and circumstances. We all have things that we have gone through. We all have things that we have have endured. So your process to getting better is gonna be unique to you. And so I'm praying that you say yes and that you learn how to sit at the feet of your father who loves you so much that yes, he did send his son to die for you on the cross because you're a good thing according to Genesis. And when he made man in his likeness, in his image, he said that it was good not because of your mistakes not because of your guilt or your shame not because of the horrible thoughts that you thought but because when he made you in his image and likeness he said you were good and i love that scripture talks about there is nothing and i'm paraphrasing but there's nothing that we experience that he hasn't already felt nothing so that rejection Take it to him. That abandonment, take it to him. That shame, guilt, condemnation, brokenness, weariness, exhaustion. Take it to him. He knows how to give you what you need. But embrace the pain. Don't hold it. Don't don't carry it. Embrace it and then give it to him because he knows what you need so that you experience eternal joy, eternal peace, eternal love. Yeah, I'm going to sit here. And for those who don't know how to love themselves because they hold themselves to a cross, no, he took it for you. And that you were created in his image and his likeness. And self-love can be hard when you haven't forgiven yourself. And forgiving yourself, especially when you're a perfectionist, that's hard. Because it means that you have to face the mistakes that you may or may not have made. But then you also have to be realistic with yourself and realize that there's grace and mercy and compassion. And if you can't receive it for yourself just yet, receive it from your creator. Okay, let's, let's stop holding ourselves to crosses that we weren't supposed to carry. Yes, scripture says, pick up your cross and follow after me. But it was not referring to crucifying yourself to the detriment of yourself. It was crucifying yourself to become more like him. And if he forgave the sins of the world, who are you? Yeah, I'm gonna put a rebuke on you. Who are you? (laughs) Who is you? You ain't that special. He forgave the sins of the world. And so that means that if we're called to be like him, one of that first examples of forgiveness was forgiveness of the world. And if y'all think about how the world is today, it is tight ratchet, but he forgave the world. So that means that you have to forgive yourself. And so walk out your process and let that pain push you to break through. Let it push you towards progress. Let it push you towards being. Becoming, embracing who you are. I love you all. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable with you and to share parts of my story and to share wisdom that God has given me. I'm just thankful to be vessel that he's chosen for such a time as this. I'm just very thankful and grateful. And so until next time, stay strong, stay beautiful, and I am rooting for you.